So this week, we're going to try something different, and we're going to be introducing our friend Tango from California, in addition to our co-host Aaron. So we went to, we've been to California, and we missed you. Yeah, <laughs> we, yes. We, we did ask about seeing you while we were there. Yeah. I but know, yeah. and I was, and I, I happened to have COVID, and I got, I was better but I know that I didn't want to compromise any of your, you know, for you. And so well, we, you know, it was, we it was ultimately had, your decision. Uh, we don't, we, we're completely boosted and, and we've already had it, but how about you? Right, well, I guess we're just going to have to come out to Ohio. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <I guess so. laughs> it's more Aaron, road trip. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, wait till hey, there he is. Tango wants to come to Ohio, Aaron. It's a road trip. Go ahead. song here, okay. reruns forensics. Here's where yes. we do forensics on reruns, old shows and stuff. We do forensics on reruns. Jingle. Nice jingle. Nice jingle. Thank you, Aaron. This week, we are doing uh, episode eight of season one of uh, Third Third Rock Rock from from the Sun. Okay, it was picked at random. So Third Rock of the Sun uh, aired on NBC Mm -hmm. from 1996 to 2001. And this particular... Mm, That checks out. Yep. Aired on February 27th, 1996. Mm -hmm. Okay. Just as an intro to catch people up on the show. Four quivering purple tubes of energy entered our lives on January 9th, 1966 in the guise of humans. Dick, the high commander. Sally, security warrior who lost a bet and had to be the woman. Harry, communications. He was the big giant's head's wife's nephew, so you can imagine why he was included. (laughs) Tommy, the historian, an old man in a teenager's body. Until the final episode, May 22nd, 2001, they brought us joy and laughter. That's it. That's it. Okay. All right. I mean, what like else? Right. Good show, guys. <laughs> yeah, well, in a way. That's all you need to know. Yeah. They brought um, us joy and laughter. Right, right. Yes. More than we could say for Dr. What yeah. was his name? More than you can say for Dr. Hanlon. Dr. Yeah. Hanlon. Mr. But that was his only appearance in the in, in the series. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, he was then, a guest. Yeah, Frazier's dad. Right. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so... You know, when we get to the end of our synopsis of the episode and our investigation of the episode, mm-hmm. we'll break down some of the actors and talk about some of their side work and uh, uh, the fun facts about them. Mm-hmm. But why don't we lead with the the episode, what it was about. It's called Love and Honor and Dick. Mm-hmm. And the name, it's the title itself is funny. I can see mm-hmm. you guys laughing a little bit at that one. But <laughs> it's kind of, uh, it was a breakdown of what happens when you're put into a position, an awkward position that uh, we, you ha- kind of have to go against every fiber of your being to mm-hmm. come through with a, in this case, a eulogy yeah. for someone that you don't really care for. Yeah, that no one cared for. Right. And, and my thing there is, I think he should have done it. I think he should have done what the man asked for and told the truth. That was how the man lived his life. So why not tell the truth in his death? Yeah, he was but, a- you know, everybody told him that he had to be nicer. And a big part of this show is we get to kind of observe what it's like to become human from outside. So I think the, the episode kind of started where the uh, the aliens 
are mm-hmm. gathered together in their abode, you know, yes. in their um, home, third home, and in their uh, loft or where are they attic. in an attic? They're, in the they're loft? Attic. Yeah. It's a, oh, they're you live in an attic. Attics. You're poor. How cool. Uh-huh. Yeah, but but you're later. Yeah. Yeah. And from the outside looking in, I mean, that's just a weird looking mm-hmm. arrangement, right? Yeah. If you don't if you if if you know that Sally and Dick are not a married couple, they're they're like siblings. What Sally's exactly, his sister. You know, most people most adults don't live with their sister with and then a, the story know. is that Sally and Harry are his siblings. Harry's a little bit special needs, so you get that. Mm-hmm. And Sally came with him because she's helping to raise Tommy, whose okay. mother has died. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, so that all yeah. makes sense, but they need well, to, to explain. Who's it. obviously a ladies' man at his young age? Oh right. yeah. <laughs> right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, so they they yeah going, he's still on the list. <laughs> they're going to go to this cocktail That's party. My guy, yeah, mm-hmm. Mr. Yeah. Tommy, right? Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Joseph Gordon Levitt. So they're going to this. Uh, is it a cocktail party? Is it a yeah? It's a cocktail party, party. Doctor Hanlon. I think it's just a cocktail party. Oh, he won an award. But it's a cocktail party. He, he, he was published again, I think. Yeah, that was probably the funniest scene because he's such yeah. a jerk, and his interaction and responses to the guests, and of mm-hmm. course, he, but of all the people, he lo- he loves Dick. I mean, who doesn't love mm-hmm. Dick? But anyway, be a good toady uh, yeah. and fill this up for me <laughs> because he's so un- honest with him, and like he doesn't care, right. you know. Right. And I like you. Well, I don't like you. <laughs> uh, one of the things he said, the snobby things that Dr. Hanlon said was, don't believe the opinion of a water boy with tenure. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> also, he looked at some of the decor in the house and he said something about the mm-hmm. uh, Audubon print above the fireplace being tacky. Yeah, being, yeah. being oh, and it's lovely art. that you think, yeah, yeah, passing is art. Yeah. <laughs> so you managed to offend like five or six different people multiple times with mm-hmm. the span of maybe just a couple of minutes yeah. just to establish the fact that he was a jerk. You know? Yeah. So and Mahoney's yeah. a good actor, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he is. Oh, yeah. can we like sprint, like, you know, go back and forth on stuff? Yeah, yeah sure. absolutely. absolutely. So sorry. I loved him in um, Suspect. Anybody see that movie with Cher and Dennis Quaid? And he was the judge. No. Oh, Okay. Oh, Liam Neeson was, uh, it's a courtroom you drama. I might have seen it, but way, way, a long time ago. Long time ago. Check it out. Yeah. I think he might have okay. been in two movies with Cher, I was reading. Oh, yeah, Moonstruck. Yeah, Very Moonstruck. good, Alpha Well, was, I think, was my assignment. Was he, was he trying to date Olympia in that, her mother? Yes, very yeah, good. That right. They would date at this Italian mm-hmm. restaurant. Mm-hmm. Now that movie, I know. See, I'm, I'm good with the movies. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, he's a, just a very oh, good character. Oh, that's okay. Maybe we can slip in some movies, too. <laughs> very good character actor. And, mm-hmm. and, yeah, I've seen him in other roles. And a lot of times it does seem like he play, plays a cop, like a, a hardened New York uh, uniform yeah. cop or something, beat cop yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. I'm going I'm to use up all my trivia here. But, yeah, he's he's British. He's British. Didn't he, didn't start, he didn't start acting until he was 37. Wow. He's British. Wow. Now, did he start he, in, in Europe? He emigrated, in he emigrated to the U.S. and um, became a citizen by joining the army. Oh, okay. oh wow. Oh, I didn't know you could do that. Very considerate yeah. of him not to use his British accent. Guess it makes sense. Yeah, he he's said something about, um, he had a quote about why he doesn't use his British accent that I'll have to look up again before we dig mm-hmm. deeper into the Mahoney. Well, it's because Philip doesn't like it when they do that. 
<laughs> uh, he, no, he said that it makes you seem... Actually, doesn't like it when Brits take our jobs. Right, I do have a problem. Oh, fight, fight, right. fight. <laughs> I, I he wasn't a Brit anymore. I mean, he no. he yeah. lived in the States for all his life and didn't start acting till he was almost 40. Yeah, because mm. I've seen him in so much stuff from when I was young, like yeah. 80s, up since then, yeah. and I never knew he was a Brit. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I did not either. Well, character actors. Yeah. Mm. You know, I had, in Buffy, um, I had no idea that... Uh, uh, Spike was actually American. Oh wow! Really? Yeah. So he puts Spike on is the, the blonde vampire, right? Mm-hmm. He was. He wasn't really British. That's nope. crazy. I don't think nope, I made it that far. I, I only made it in the, toward the end of season one of Buffy. I got to jump back in someday. Oh yeah, the the last season is so good. I love what happens. All right. Well, Buffy's okay. going to be your next. But, choice. Yeah, we'll, you, got, we'll, you do got to slay. Slay. Yeah, and you and I can go back and forth on that. Like, go on. <laughs> yeah. Slayer's going to slay. Yeah, exactly. So she shouldn't have to work a job. Her job should be slaying. I'm like an Uzi on the mic. They call me Tone Capone. Slaying down with your posse when you stand alone. Who are you? (laughs) Exactly. That's Yeah, that's a blast from the past. Mm -hmm. Um, So let's get back to Mr. Mahoney. So he was fantastic. (laughs) He was great in the episode. He was fantastic in the episode. Really, He's a good actor. You really disliked this guy, Love the guy. in just a matter of a minute and a half. You know, Love to hate guy. the guy. And by contrast to his role on Frasier, which, you know, he was like the coolest dude on the, on the show. You know? Yeah. Well, yeah. somebody had to be manly. Right. Yeah, Jane other, Kirk, than, uh, Jane Kirk other than Jane Other than Roz. I just <laughs> wish, that, I would just wish that there was a way he was, and, mm-hmm. t- and Solomon said, nicer. And she said, no, dead. Hell <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Within like ninety seconds, and, and yeah. shortly thereafter, yeah, and and he kind of uh, moved, took his act across the floor to Sally at that point, and started being a real creep and hitting on Sally. Hey, I'm up here. <laughs> yes, all women would like to think that. How would you like to have your eyeballs in the bottom of a martini glass? Because I can do it. Go. The Amazon's going to manhandle me. Yeah, so she, she killed him with her hotness, I guess. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. He got rebuffed by her. I think that then she grabbed him by the lapel and brought him right One hand. A very yeah, intimidating woman. You want to you know, find she, your eyeballs at the bottom of a martini glass? Because I can do it. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. The, the Amazon's going to manhandle me. And then he... Then he Grabs a table and goes down. Right, right. Still on martini, sorry. <laughs> yeah, so of course Sally thought she'd killed him. Right. So they're, 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 I love the way they all lined up, all four of them together and, and casually. Oh, yeah, let's be casual. Yeah, they casually tried to leave, like the human centipede, really. Every, like, every facial expression on all four of the alien actors throughout is, is tremendous. Like if you were watching yeah. without any sound or words. Mm-hmm. You could kind of tell what's going on. Yeah. Just, right. and, and my favorite parts are when the cheerle- they're reacting to the cheerleader cheering. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, just look at all of their faces, especially yeah. Dick. He's like oh, oh. absolutely confused <laughs> by what's going on. Well, she's obviously proud of her spelling. <laughs> <laughs> but Dick was astounded. And even Tommy got tired of watching it. Dick was astounded mm-hmm. that um, mm-hmm. that his, his face was tired of it. You know, Basically commanded him dead. You know, he didn't have any compassion. Mary, you got your wish. 
flesh. He's a, yeah, he's he's not an he's an alien. He's not human. He's not affected by emotion. He's like he doesn't understand. That. That's amazing. Well, no, he he, that and there they, he they have emotions, but they don't always understand the concepts. They don't die out there. Well, Their energy. He definitely didn't have any. Their bodies worse. don't fail. Yeah, he, he didn't understand. No, no, he did not. Yeah, and and Sally, of course, felt like she was responsible. So she was just yeah. afraid they were going to kill them. Right. You know, find out they're aliens and lock them in a, uh, yeah. you know, a cell for. Right. Yeah. But the thing I love about Kirsten Johnson mm-hmm. is her face always telegraphs her. her oh, totally. That's so what. Well. Yeah. 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 And the- like Aaron was saying, I mean, she is just she's comedic genius. Yeah. 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 She's really good. Um, yeah. When she's when she's doing the tea thing after she's after. Um, Oh, you didn't find satisfaction with the bimbo after whatever. Yeah, right. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I don't understand it either. And then she's she's like, takes starts dunking the tea bag in the hmm, giving her a, giving him a face. Right, right. She can say a lot with uh, just uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, the rolling eyes, no words, yeah. yeah. But um, so but eventually, didn't the detective on hand or somebody said declared? Oh, he had a heart attack. You know, mm-hmm. That uh, you know. Oh yeah. Obviously not a homicide. Yeah, right? one of the. And of course, uh, the aliens' reaction was thank God or thank yeah. you know oh yeah. good. Let's yeah, eat. like I'm, I'm, yeah let's eat let's eat yeah, yeah let's eat. <laughs> <laughs> that whole sequence was really good. Mm-hmm. And then, um, if I recall correctly, the next the next scene was uh, did, when French Stewart brought the corpse of Doctor Hammond. No, no. The next scene was where Dick finds out in the office. In his office, that uh, that right. he's expected to do the eulogy because <laughs> the deceased wants him to be wants him to do an honest eulogy, right? And he's all ready to do it, right? But until Earthlings interfere. <laughs> but that's a great scene because mm-hmm. it demonstrates John Lithgow's comedic talents. Which, mm-hmm. by the way, I wasn't a big fan of that character. I love a lot of his stuff, but. That character, for whatever, the very things that people probably loved about that character, you know, the uh, overt, the femininity of it, you know, and his his kind of scatter brain and, uh, you mm-hmm. know, his emotional roller coaster he's always on and, mm-hmm. and all that are the things that irritated me about the character. But that little soliloquy that, uh, mm-hmm. that Dick went into when he was talking about... You Governed know, by the laws of physics and you know, became energy, yeah. That, yeah, talk, but talking to uh, Doctor Albright, you know, we should we, we should throw caution to the wind, right? You know, what we should do right now: run out of here, grab a couple of horses, ride bareback through the woods all night, and make love in a meadow at sunrise. I'm class in five minutes, and that's just the first of my reservations. Get class. Let's live. Let's taste danger. Let's go for the gusto. Consequences be damned. Let's drive fast and eat cheese. Oh, should, yeah, right? We should uh, drive mm-hmm. fast cars. Should, let's cheese. drive fast and eat cheese. Which is really interesting. I mean, he's only been on Earth for a little while, and he's, his, his psyche is grasping the, the desire to live when one faces death. And for him, that's driving fast and eating cheese. He did suggest that they roll naked a lot. Well, he has a very specific vision. Not not exact words on that one. Riding riding bareback. Yeah. 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 Lifted. And and, and that, you know, so it was like he was uh, 
having an episode, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like, yeah. he, you know, he was going into a, a, yeah. a fit. I think a, a, a regular person would have expressed some of the same ideas yeah. simply in a less, um, Ubulant manner, manner. Jane Curtin's just like I have class in five minutes, and that's yeah, just the right? first of my reservations. Yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. And uh, mm-hmm. rainy men. So I would say maybe he was having a reaction to mm-hmm. the death, you know? Yeah, but probably not because he's pretty manic like that at all times. So I still think that the uh, I still think that that was. I think I really do psychologically mm-hmm. speaking yeah. because what they have is they've got these bodies that are almost newborn. Mm-hmm. They don't know how to deal with the emotions that are in these bodies. They have them and they didn't have them before gotcha. as quivering purple tubes. Right. So mm-hmm. the bodies are not devoid of their own right. influence over their mm-hmm. actions. Because they were supposed to have the whole experience. Yeah. Well, one of the things that Sally struggles with constantly is having to maintain the body of a woman when it's mm. you know the alien is actually male you know she really struggles with that, it i i you know i, I don't think she, yeah i thought they were gender neutral i didn't know if there was any gender like and you know like yeah i i'm i'm kind of thinking i'm not sure about that too i kind of thought that too until i read mm-hmm. that sally had lost the the, the alien i think she lost a bet saying she had to be the female yeah yeah but was she a male Definitely well, likes the males, so. Well, that's mm-hmm. a good point. That's a good point. And that's a part of her, the chemistry of that body. My own bias is there. Yeah. But- this is before uh, Wayne Knight, right? Yes. Yeah. It took them a while to find Wayne Knight. They kept trying to put her with pretty boys, and it just never seemed to work. You mean she needed, she needed Newman. Newman? Yes, exactly. <laughs> and I mean, it was perfect. Just the way, and and Kristen Stewart, and um, they uh, we saw a... Uh, uh, a reunion. Kristen Johnson. Yeah, Kristen Johnson. Sorry, Kristen Johnson and uh, Wayne Knight uh, were saying that it was just like they always knew when the other was in the room. It was real. It wasn't fake. Right. Cool. Yeah. Hello, Newman. Mm-hmm. So I remember the scene when uh, the uh-huh. student. I think no, I think it's a secretary breaks in uh, and gives him the note right. from Doctor Hamlin that mm-hmm. I want you to do, you know Dick to do yeah, the- Nina. Nina, yeah. Mm-hmm. Nina's kind of looking over his shoulder kind of mm-hmm. comedically as he's yeah, reading. reading over his shoulder. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. it kind of hit him home, hit home with him right then that, you know, this is a pretty awesome task he's been given. And I believe the scene fades out from there. Was there any more? As far scene? as that goes, just, just Dick trying to figure out how he's going to do this. What should he do? What should right. he say? You know, because he's saying, oh, sure, no problem. And, yeah. and immediately Jane, Jane is like, like, you can't you know, do that. You can't yeah. be honest. That'll be terribly offensive. Yeah. Right. And for me, hey, my funeral's design, it's going to be designed for the whole the, the whole nine yards, not the just the good. I don't believe you should say just the good about people. I'm not going to, I'm not going to bring up any. I'll write a eulogy <laughs> for someone else to read. Okay. I'll hire someone. Well, this is good That's to- a really good point. Me personally, I don't think I want anyone to talk. <laughs> uh, just play some music you know yeah celebration yeah, of life i'd rather have funeral. that why not yeah, yeah. I, I know we have you to have play- somebody read a statement we don't shut up all kids. of you nobody speak right yeah. this is what she wished and silence 
Everybody got mad at me because I suggested we put a sign next to the coffin at my mother's funeral. Please tell the good jokes here. There you go. I'm like, hey, why leave her out? Right, right. Yeah, your mom could appreciate it. Just because she's dead. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Right. Yeah. Um, she liked you. Yeah, that was a joke. <laughs> All right. Back to the yeah. Ooh. Sorry, I, I could keep going on this, but go on. Yeah, it's okay. Getting, it's getting hot yeah. in here. Ooh, baby. Right. So, I believe the next scene, mm-hmm. Dick is in his uh, in class. Mm-hmm. Is it, what is he? Chemistry teacher? Yeah. No, physics. Uh, physics. He's physics. a physics professor. This is his physics class. He has other classes, but this is his physics class that, he, that they come and, back to. And these students have no business being in a physics class for the most part. Bug and whoever they're This is a remedial other. physics class. Mm-hmm. The remedial physics class at the university. Right. But his mind is definitely not on his work. Okay? He kind of puts, it never is. Yeah, he kind of puts down his chalk and he goes and sits amongst his students and starts pouting about... Uh, Tells them to close their books. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And kind of uh, uh, frames it as a discussion about the meaning of life and mm-hmm. stuff. And um... Close your books. I want to sit among you. I want to share your thoughts, learn your fears, expose your darkest secrets. Who's first? Bob, what about you? Uh, Why are you called Bob? I get hit by a Volkswagen. <laughs> And Leon. What? Where are you from? Here. You see, this is fascinating. Uh, who's next? Pittman. Uh, what about you, Dr. Solomon? Where are you from? Okay. I'm sure that you've all heard of the radio telescope. Well, funny story. True story. I'm not human. And then the bell rings. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Right after he says, "I'm not human." Yeah. The bell yeah. yeah. Right. Right. So that's everybody's and like they looking at each take other. It as a philosophical, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, yeah. Yeah, like a metaphor. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, time's up. <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh, and then the next the next scene it transitions to he really is getting serious about this now he wants to go find some counseling about this mm-hmm. eulogy he's got to deliver. So he so, goes to speak to a minister at the local bar, a priest. That That's a where bar? they hang out. It well, was, it's a bar restaurant. No, I thought it was his office. I thought it was a No, they were, they were in a bar. They were in the restaurant. So they went to Cheers? You know that restaurant they always go to? Yes, it was Cheers. <laughs> I thought they were sitting at like a desk. I thought it was a desk. Okay, but I I think it was that restaurant they always go to. Because it was a very solemn scene, and that's the whole joke. It was a very good scene because mm-hmm. he was let, pouring his heart out about this thing and then that he had to do against his... And he uh, had to find good things to say about this person. Right, and, and the, the priest was very attentive, and he was like, well, son, you have to, uh, you know, you can find good things to say about anyone. You know, you can... Mm-hmm. Um, come up uh, with with words of, you know, everyone has done acts of kindness and, and all this stuff. And encouragement. And yeah. He's but, just being all nice. But of course, you know what the punchline to all that was. I know that it was his final request that I be forthright and honest, but the problem is I can't seem to find anything good to say about this man. I, mm-hmm. And I've been looking. Well, <laughs> you know, Dick, everyone has goodness within them. If you look beneath the surface far enough, I think you're going to discover a basic inner core of goodness that 
Well, it makes us all children of God. Hmm? Well, I guess I'll just have to try to find that in Dr. Hanlon. Leonard Hanlon? Oh, wow. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. yeah. As soon as he yeah. finds out who it's for, he says, oh, good luck. Good luck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Like, good luck with that. Yeah. So the show was really good with these little quick hitting scenes like that. That was mm-hmm. like a one gag um, mm-hmm. scene. Yeah. I like, you know, the I show like, is like that yeah. kind of all. Philip never watched it when it was on originally. I did. Um, yeah. So, you I know. I like the Hamlet gag. Mm-hmm. When, when, uh, French stewards oh. doing the to sleep oh, for yeah. chance to dream, and he's got the apple, and he turns it around, and he bit in the skull he's got into a it. Face in it, yeah. And then uh, uh, Diz says, uh, "What's that from?" And he goes, "I don't know." Some <laughs> Mel Gibson movie. Some Mel Gibson movie, right? right? And that's where the the most dated comment of the whole episode was. It really mm-hmm. put it back into 1996. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mel Gibson. Oh, he's dreamy. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. And then they showed all three of the aliens kind of just staring and, you know, they took like a dramatic mm-hmm. pause, you know. Yeah, right. Getting all like right. Mm-hmm. Always like, plays a bad guy now. I hate it. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's kind of, you got to take the roles you can get. He has to feed well, like all 18 kids. Well, he usually writes his own. So. Oh, okay. You're, you're talking about uh, uh, Lithgow. No. Talking I thought we were talking about Mel. Gibson. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Since the, uh, since the incident. Yeah. Plural. Yeah. Right, exactly. That's exactly. Yeah. He was living dangerously and eating cheese. That's for sure. <laughs> Driving fast and eating cheese. You're really Thinking making me crave cheese. Yeah. I know, right? I was wanting a grilled cheese already. May, I may have to send Philip to the store for my special bread so I can make grilled cheese. In 1997, mm-hmm. it was probably right in the middle of the Mad Max. Uh, you know, he was riding high off the Mad Max sort of craze. And lethal Weapon, probably then. Lionheart. Yeah, Lethal Weapon. And of course, he did do the Shakespeare movie. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah. did the Hamlet. Hamlet, yeah. I keep wanting to say Hamilton. That's why I didn't say the name of the movie. <laughs> I keep saying he was in Hamilton. So what do you, what do you like about the uh, the Lethal Weapon franchise? Oh well, I love action movies for starters. Yeah. Um, but not and and Mel Gibson, you know, he looked good. He looked cool. I liked his character, his look about him, on and and the way they did his character on the show, and uh, some of that humor in there, even though it was drama yeah. and action, his wittiness, you know, like Arnold yeah. Schwarzenegger and they yeah. always have this little wittiness about their, their characters and they're not totally mm-hmm. serious. So right. wasn't Joe Pesci in one of those at some point, uh, one of the, oh, the lethal weapons. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 He's like this. Okay. 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 Guys. <laughs> <laughs> good. Good. Yeah. Good job. That's a good passion. Bringing the entertainment mm-hmm. tonight. Yeah. yeah, this is a fun <laughs> one. So yeah, I mean, but Mel didn't have the baggage back then that he mm-hmm. did now. It was, like, it was right. Just nice. mm-hmm. yeah. He was loved. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He did a, yeah. Yeah. He was. Yeah, baby. <laughs> so I wanted to ride off in a motorcycle with uh, Mel Gibson, and uh, then when I got back, I was going to marry Harrison Ford. 
Who are you going to kill? I love me some Indiana Jones. I'm not going to lie. I was already married to you before that. (laughs) Please. It wasn't real. Yeah, Indiana Jones is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I didn't even put either of them on my friends list. I just panned Mm -hmm. Harrison Ford's performance Mm -hmm. in 42. But yeah. I actually am yeah. a big Harrison Ford fan. Right, right. He's a good actor, but not every Definitely. role is meant for everyone. Right, right. I mean, I, I like, he, I don't know. If, yeah, mm-hmm. I thought that was just not very good. I yeah. thought, Which one? Yeah, I, I, oh, 42. The Jackie Robinson movie, 42. Oh, I mm-hmm. saw that. It was good. It was yeah. a good movie. He just he said he didn't like Harrison Ford as Brand Oh, his, okay, got it. Right. Um, so Whatever. we have another one who's quick one-off scenes coming out that I've mm. alluded to before, and that's where French Stewart uh-huh. is sitting there. Talking to... Apparently he was a... We don't know what he's talking to. There's yeah. something there he's talking to. Well, right? you got to suspend disbelief mm-hmm. for that. that this is mm-hmm. where the show really goes into the... Uh, uh, silly. The silliness. Uh-huh. You know, he has the corpse <laughs> of Dr. Hanlon sitting at the table, and Dick and Sally and Tommy come out, you know, woken up in the middle of the night and they come out. Because they hear French talking French to the corpse. Is, yeah. What's French's character name? Uh, Harry. Harry is talking Harry. to Dr. Hanlon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, who are you talking to? Nobody. <laughs> Dr. Hanlon. <laughs> how, how did he get here? I gave him a ride. <laughs> This isn't Dr. Hanlon anymore. It's an empty vessel. See, if he were alive, could I do this? Could any man alive resist a fresh banana? I rest my case. Um, so it's another example of one of those, you know, yeah, and, setups. And he's, what he's minutes, done is he's, he's still in the corpse. Mm-hmm. So uh, they're trying to figure out if the body's actually dead. And uh, and so they hold a banana under its nose, and that proves it because no one no one alive can resist a banana. No man alive. <laughs> yeah. No man alive. Then he starts falling over later. Up, oh, he's going for the banana. <laughs> yeah, they take it away. It's like yeah, yeah. So those were good. This show had me. This episode had me laughing. Right. Mm-hmm. I didn't yeah, watch the show much. Funny. I thought this. I was dismissive of it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this I, show I watched like, most of them probably through the years. Back in the regular watching TV when TV, you know, aired. Days. When an episode comes on, you tend to just watch it. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. I let Lisa go solo on this, mm-hmm. but I, it was on in the background. Well, yeah. my dad. Yeah. There was a lot of stuff I watched with my dad while Philip was watching baseball. I watched a lot of TV with my dad when I was young. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's like my best friend. So, yeah, people ask me what kind of remote you had when you were a kid. You were the me, remote? Me, I was the remote. I was a remote. <laughs> so were you and your dad on the same page for those shows, or did he, like, pick the shows, or did you go to war over some stuff? My dad? Yeah. Me? Uh, yeah. Oh, no, I was daddy's little girl, and, and there right. was a huge, huge age gap, and I was younger, much, yeah. and yeah. Uh, I I watched all his stuff. I loved it. Right. Sherlock Holmes, uh, Charlie Chaplin. Uh, Animal Kingdom, uh, Kung Fu, uh, you know, spaghetti westerns, John Wayne movies. Just, yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's cool that you uh, had that yeah. relationship. Yeah. It's like with my dad, I did a war with him over, like, mm-hmm. he loved to watch Baba Black. Well, that's, Street, that's right? boys versus Baba. Oh, yeah, we watched that and Hogan's Heroes. But I fight with him because Happy yeah. Days was on. Right. I can't oh, yeah. help. 
Yeah, my dad would totally be happy days over Baba Black Sheep. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the Baba Black Sheep, but I know happy. Um, um, so dad ruled your okay. TV. That's cool. That's cool. That's it, cool. Was a, uh, it was a dumb war sh- war war show with uh, what's the guy's name? Was it Robert Conrad? Robert Conrad. Yeah, Robert Conrad played Pappy Boyington. Um, they were uh, they oh. were. They were sanctioned, so they were put on this island, and they were they, but they were also um, Air Force pilots. Flying tigers. Yeah, it was Flying very. It was set during World War II. I remember mostly the theme song. I, w- I would watch that much of it, and then I'd usually flip it. But there was like a. Did they like cranked a siren? I remember to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was the part I liked. And then all the guys would run out this. towards their plane. Yeah. Exactly. And there was an irascible mechanic. Then Aaron flips it over to Happy Days. Or Good Times. Mm -hmm. I would watch Good. I watched Good Times for a a year or two before Happy Days. I never Good Times. Good Times. Yeah, Good Times is. Also, I watched um, like Elvira, Mister. So they have you know the Sunday they would show all night. And the other thing was Benny Hill. And I was not allowed to watch either of those, but my dad's so cool. He didn't care. I would just kick it while he watched it. And my mom would wake up sometimes like late at night when Benny Hill's on and she'd go to the bathroom and see me up. She's like, you need to go to bed. You don't need to be watching this. Actually, Benny Hill is how I found Doctor Who. So, What'd you you say, Erin? I said she hears yakety sax and knows something's up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Benny Hill was a little edgy for yeah. young girl, you know, right. for young people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, he was a chitty well, chitty bang bang as the toy maker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Chitty chitty. Really? Chitty chitty bang bang. Chitty chitty, chitty, chitty bang bang. I didn't know that. Yeah. Double. <laughs> I like that movie. I've always I've always been able to watch that movie, you know, over. Well, yeah. Because it's, it's just it's just fun. I like the villain in it. That's and a very I, distinct villain. The one who keeps the kids in the basement. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can you can see the theme with Phil. But I like uh, mm-hmm. I like Dick Van Dyke. I love Dick Van Dyke. He's great in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it definitely. I mean, you know, he could have been a better chimney sweep, but I don't think he did any. You know, he did great in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Yeah. yeah. Well, and and we could go off. His brother might have been even better. I loved mm-hmm. the. Jerry yeah. Van Dyke on yeah. coach. Oh mm-hmm. my God. Yeah, he's he's mm-hmm. <laughs> I think he he played the quirky character better. Yeah. I don't know about him and Chitty. I mean, what do you guys think? Chitty Chitty Bang Bang with Jerry Van Dyke. No, no, no. You could read well, no, it. Just, no, I like it the way it is. Yeah. Oh, that the, he was no, just, no, you I'm thought just saying, he was I'm a better I, actor. I'm just saying I might have enjoyed Jerry Van Dyke on coach more than Dick Van Dyke's work. Oh, overall. okay. I'm just okay. saying that you know, and Sorry. Jerry was probably overshadowed, mm-hmm. you know, somewhat. Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah. yeah, he's a good character until actor. later. Yeah, he was. There's I love the specific kind of character he, that he would have to act it as. But. When he, he moved into the senior village on coach, and all the women were trying to feed him. Right. I didn't didn't watch that either. Of, he reminds me of Tommy Smothers a little bit. Yes. Yeah. Kind of a kind of a dopey, quirky. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you, you you see a theme here. I love Barney Fife. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I like true. You got a type, man. Yeah, yeah. I like the schlep rocks. <laughs> yeah, he likes the schlep rocks and the bad guys. His favorite character in Die Hard is, of course. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The Van Soden or Van Soden? Huh? I said Snape. Uh, probably, if he were to watch one of those movies, Snape would be Rick a something. No. Rick. Yeah, Alan Rickman. Rick 
That's why I said Snake, because no, right? he, he was him, too. Right, right. And the Die Hard and uh, Dogma. Right. Mm-hmm. I forgot yeah, about Dogma. He's a great actor. Doesn't yep. disguise his Britishism at all. Nope. Yep. No, Alanis was there. God in Dogma, right? Yes, Alanis was God. Alanis was God in Dogma. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She was, yes. She. Yeah, but she wouldn't speaking well, which is interesting. I was wondering if that was commentary. I know it's supposed to be that we can't survive God's voice. Oh, because that's when she opened her mouth and it was like, ah, and you had to go like this in the movie or something. Right, right. right. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, God's voice is, uh, we can't survive it according to the Bible. The only other thing she did was something like on someone's nose or something right. that was the only yeah. other sound I, yeah that was the sound was that was that matt damon's nose or ben affleck's i called to remember so the last movie that ben they affleck. did together 100 percent. ben affleck okay that was the kevin smith movie right yeah i think so yeah i gotta say i love kevin yeah. smith movie. i did not like dog yeah. it's i liked the, it better the- i liked it better on subsequent viewings than the first one yeah what that's worth but so, well, I mean, but we're we're major fans of uh, uh, Clerks. Yeah, and the, the one where they get back. Clerks? Oh, oh, oh. Uh, Jay and Silent Bob. Yeah, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Yeah. Jay and Silent Bob. That's what I was yeah. trying to. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Yeah, I, love, yeah. I love the beginning of that when Jay's swearing. Yeah. Fuck, <laughs> fuck, motherfucker, fuck. Fuck, fuck, motherfucker, fuck. Right. He, he, was fuck, fuck, fuck. he was dirty and dogma also. That's the same character going from Clark's, you know, all the way through. Yeah. <laughs> but okay. Okay, so we've uh we've uh, seen the corpse. Right. Now we come to the actual penultimate scene of yeah. the episode, <laughs> and that mm-hmm. is the funeral mm-hmm. for this loathed professor, Dr. Hammond. Mm-hmm. And Dick is tasked with doing the the eulogy, of course, and he's got his entire family is in the audience uh, to observe when he gets up and kind of uh, sheepishly goes up to the the microphone and actually delivers a tremendous speech where he ties in the man's life with his academic pursuits, Mm -hmm. talks about the circle of life. And And how we're all just energy when it comes right down to it. Yeah, I'm trying to find exactly how he finished it. How can we honor the memory of a man like Leonard Hamlin? Well, (laughs) he was governed by the laws of physics, as are all living things. It is a scientific fact that hearts and clocks slow down as they approach the speed of light, the point at which matter is converted into energy. Dr. Hanlon's heart approached that speed on Friday evening (laughs) at 7.57, according to the coroner, converting his matter into energy, into pure white light. Though he is no longer with us, he is all around us but it, mm-hmm. it actually left Dr. Albright in, in tears. tears. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see. Oh, you know what? I hate to rewind, but 
but it's very important that Tommy had his little subplot going in this episode too. And I believe we missed the scene preceding the funeral. Where the cheerleader, where Tommy has finally realized that watching the cheerleader go bouncy, bouncy is not as exciting as he thought. Right. He had two girls that were his affection throughout the episode. One was a vapid cheerleader type. The other was a very thoughtful, intelligent young lady. Yeah. And we saw how that whole thing ended. Yeah, right. That's right. He chose the brains. Yeah, he did. Yep. And and he and really she was also uh, like, yeah. Yeah. He's like, of course you did. Yeah, like, in order, I want to yeah. be with you, August. Of course you do. Yeah. <laughs> right. She knew all along. Yeah, August is an interesting character. I love her. Yeah. Her arc. And you know, um, Mm-hmm. That was a very, uh, we would be remiss to exclude that from the description of the episode because it was uh, kind of charming mm-hmm. the way that played out and the way mm-hmm. that he uh, closed the deal, oh, by, right. they closed the deal by having a, asking her for a date to the funeral. But where, he didn't tell her it was a funeral. He, right. He said, how can I make it up to you? And she said, you could take me someplace nice. All right. Um, okay. There's this thing I gotta go to tomorrow afternoon because my dad knew this guy. It's, um, you have to dress up because it's, it's really, really nice. Sure. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and, yeah, my, my, well, my dad has to, you know, give a speech for, you know, there's this guy. He's doing thing. this thing tomorrow night. He's doing this thing for, thing for a guy. We have to dress up, so right. <laughs> it must be nice. So, Tango, if that had happened to you, would that be your last date with that guy? <clears throat> uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I have to be honest. If he made me laugh at some, for somehow about that whole thing, like if we laughed about it, exactly. yeah, no, it wouldn't be the last date. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I, I would have. And plus, Joseph Gordon, Joseph Gordon Levitt. I mean, you know. He was he was cute. Well, yeah. yeah, I had a thing with him back then, and I have a thing for him now. Tango oh. will have more info on him coming up. Yeah, but that brings us back to the funeral, and Dick is closing his mm-hmm. you know eulogy for Doctor mm-hmm. Hanlon. And I wish I had to quote because it brought Jane Curtin to tears. She was absolutely for Clint, and it was a very short eulogy, was, which was I thought was, was about them. Um, Good. His life was governed by the laws of physics, and um, mm-hmm. at at such and such time, according to the coroner, he became you know, oh yeah, he became energy, yeah. and now he's uh, he's white light, and he's, he's he's all around us, something like that. oh, that was it. Very good. Mm-hmm. So he comes back to the seat. I, I just watched it today. Again, so oh, okay, it's all fresh. Mm-hmm. He comes back to the seat amongst his family, and they're like, "Well, Jane, of course, or not, Doctor Albright." She's in tears, and she, uh, she uh, you know, she had to excuse herself. You know, she, she had to go to the powder room, I guess. And then, mm-hmm. of course, the rest of the family was giving him a hard time. You know, like, man, you really dropped the ball. That was terrible. <laughs> it's like, what the hell were you thinking? And uh, so that's kind of how the, the eulogy ended. That's how mm-hmm. the scene ended. It faded mm-hmm. to black at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and. Uh, I, th- I thought it was a really, you know, it was a really good scene. It, it, it certainly had its trademark uh, uh, punchline. Mm-hmm. Like a lot, of the, a lot of the scenes in the show are continuous, like a stream of consciousness joke 
a second mm-hmm. type of thing. And then other teams are very small mm-hmm. with with a you know kind of a serious tone. It definitely almost. gets a lot in there. And then a punchline at the end. Mm-hmm. This was a this one had a punchline at the end of kind of a serious um well, and it's it's a sitcom. It's a comedy. So they do put in some serious ideas. And, uh, and because the whole point of them being on Earth is to learn about things. Yeah, they Earth. usually have a deep conversation at the end of every episode. It's kind mm-hmm. of. Kind yeah, of while they're sitting outside or in the yeah, car. They're, they're usually or, sitting on the car outside. Yeah. Or the roof. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think they're well, usually well, sitting in the car where they arrived. Mm-hmm. You know, up in uh, Lover's Lane. That's right. I forgot they arrived in a car. Mm-hmm. And I think the way this one ended, Sally was talking. They were on the car, and Sally was just kind of talking about, you know, you know, she's thinking about. I want the, one of those things are about this big. I want one of those things. You see people with them, you know, they're like this big. A baby? Yeah. <laughs> you kind of stuck with a baby for your whole life. No, you only have a baby for like two years. <laughs> <laughs> Men. <laughs> Right, right. Yeah. Dick says, you mean a baby? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one of those. Yeah. Yeah, one of those. He's like, we have one of those for the next 20 years. No, oh, you only have a baby for like two years, silly. <laughs> yeah, right. And that's in so that credits. Yeah, you, you have to wonder if she realizes the baby's still going to be around, just won't be a baby anymore. Yeah. So there it is. Mm-hmm. Why don't we go ahead and stick our commercial break in here? Uh-huh. Yeah, but what are you going to do when it's a teenager? Did we did we have the quote from uh, when he asked, when Dr. Hanlon thought, asked Dick what he thought of his work, and he said it was mechanistic and disturbingly fascist, but pretentious high schoolers might find it thought-provoking. <laughs> I love it. And that's why he loved Dick. <laughs> yeah. And that the fact that every episode or nearly episode every episode has the word dick in the title is awesome too. Yeah. yeah. And that, that alludes to uh the high commander's uh self-love. The only thing he loves more than himself is Mary, and it's kind of hard to say it might be a tie. So it's a highly decorated show. hmm Lots of awards. Yeah, is yeah. it Carsey Werner? Is that what the production is? Yeah, and yeah. then the, the Turners were like the head writers. And uh, they came from SNL. Yeah. It won something like eight Emmys during its course, mm-hmm. uh, and five of those in 1997. Mm-hmm. John Lithgow won three Emmys for his performance. And I, I know that Kristen Johnson won at least one. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't want for credentials. No. Yeah, so Carsey, Carsey Warner, <clears throat> they were Roseanne, Cosby Show. Mm-hmm. Those are two of the big ones right there. Right. Race Under Fire, Sybil. Was there one called Third Different? Round. Different World. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's run down. You know, we kind of each took one or two actors from the show and wanted to enhance the experience of this episode by discussing kind some of an of their introduction other work. to those characters. Well, so, discussing some of their other work outside of Third Rock. Right. I say, we, who do we want to start with? Why don't we let Aaron start with the guest, mm-hmm. uh, John Mahoney? is Dr. Hanlon. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, some of this I've already used, but uh, uh, yeah, he was born in the UK, emigrated to the US, and earned his citizenship by serving in the Army. Um, mm-hmm. He appeared in three different series with Ted Danson. Oh, Cheers, really? Cheers, Frazier, and Becker. I didn't know he's in Becker. On The Simpsons, 
he voiced the father of Sideshow Bob, who's voiced by Kelsey Grammer, and Cecil, oh, okay. who's voiced by David Hyde Pierce, to complete the joke, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, when he worked on Frasier, he commuted from Chicago to Los Angeles all the time. Wow. And he's only 15 years older than Kelsey Grammer, but he's mm. playing his father. They do that a lot with women more, so that's kind of refreshing. Yeah. I have a feeling he went white pretty early in life. Mm-hmm. Like his hair probably went. Well, he, he didn't start acting until 37. It was probably white then, close to it. Yeah. That's very interesting. Yeah, like uh, uh, like Steve Martin. Maybe not. I mean, yours and mine aren't white. We're older than 37. Yeah, some people it's gray. To be fair, I do dye my hair, but not that. It's salt and pepper. There's not that much that's white. I had some funky gray ones coming in the front. They're doing the weird little, I don't know, wiry, funky, goofy things. Yeah. Well, how about you, Tango? She's, she's oh. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, right? Yeah. Joseph, did I say yeah. Joseph? I meant Joseph, of course. No, no. No, uh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's good. we got more people to want to say it now. Mm-hmm. Christian yeah. Swing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh-huh. All right. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. Got yeah. the librarian vibe going now. <laughs> okay, I'm going to give it to you like essay style or whatever. Okay. Okay. Recital style. Give it up, essay. So, all right. Well, he just had a birthday in February, so he's 41. I know that. His name is Joseph Leonard Gordon-Levitt, and he has like a few nicknames like Joe, Joey, G- JGL. I would regular, call him Lenny. Regular Joe, whatever. I'd call him Lenny because he dropped that yeah. name. That's <laughs> the one he didn't keep. Oh, right. <laughs> no, Whatever. I, I, I would just do it to tease him. Anyway, his first it would, role it would was be the... in, It would be with, with love. Okay. His first Thank role. I don't, think, I don't think Tango is glaring at you with love right now, Aaron. No. <laughs> I'm just waiting for him to finish. His first role. This oh, is, yeah, this was is the... the first. Yeah. So oh, this go. was his first role, you're saying. No, he yeah. had role before this, I no. thought. No? <laughs> he wasn't a precocious kid in any movies or anything? Aaron, she'll, tell, she'll tell us here. I know. Works. Why don't we let yeah. Tango tell us? <laughs> yeah, okay. Let me give it a roll here. I'll just, I'm just going to whip through my notes and we're like, okay. shout out. Okay, obviously his 30 Rocks, yes, Third Rock from the Sun. I keep wanting to say 30 Rock, but whatever. Yeah. I it's know. a common uh, thing. It's, it's he, was in a few, he was in a few things I don't really remember him in but i do remember he was in the juror with demi moore and alec baldwin that was a cool movie he was the kid in that but anyway whatever so it was a real little with real little jgl in that or was it older than this no he was young he was under 10 in that he was okay so he was born 81 and the juror came out in 96 do the math 15 okay Hmm. Um, he was in Inception, which I saw one time. It was a good movie, but whatever. And he was in that. Yeah, I still haven't seen it. With Ellen Page and now Elliot yeah. Page. Anyway, right. that's a uh, that's a weird movie. It's you you don't know what's really the truth. <laughs> oh, he was in The Dark Knight. He was like a cop or something, I think, in that. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, da, 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 da. a few other things. I don't remember him in much. Was he in Looper? Is that his movie? Yeah, yeah, yes. he was in that. He was definitely that. Um, he was, oh, he graduated Van Nuys High School. Okay. Yeah, with honors. Nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, now he's smart. 
Yep. Then he went to Columbia University, studied history, literature, and French poetry. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I wonder if that's why he wasn't in the show as often later in the run. I wonder if he was in college. Oh, originally James Franco. James Franco. Yeah, he was originally set to play the role of Arthur in in Inception. Mm -hmm. Uh, Due to scheduling conflicts, James was forced to drop out. And so, JGL, you know. He's good in that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Oh, one of his good friends is Channing Tatum. I don't know if he can dance, but who knows? (laughs) Maybe Magic Mike in his future. I don't know. He can dance. He can? You haven't seen 500 Days of Summer? No. Oh, yeah. I haven't really seen a lot of this. He's the he's the star. Yeah. JGL. Yes. Yeah. And the fifty fifty movie. I haven't seen that either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's cute. He's got though. like anyway. he's got like an internet thing too, right? Where he's uh, he produces videos or something, or has has like fan. At least he used to. It was like press record or something was the name of it. Okay, we'll have to look that up. It might have failed. So did you, get, did you get his credits from that seventy show? Oh, he played uh, Buddy in that '70s show. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he was also born on the exact same date as Paris Hilton. Who cares? Uh, <laughs> he, he, he kissed Eric for Yeah, I mean, it's not like it's Weird Al and Ryan Reynolds and Ang Lee and Dwight Yoakam. Yeah, that's, well, that's your birthday. Yeah. Hey, check out a couple of the, of these quotes, okay? Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. The whole concept of celebrity pisses me off. While I'm not a celebrity, it's such a weird concept that society has cooked up for us. Astronauts and teachers are much more amazing than actors. Amen. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Next one. He's even hotter. What? He's even hotter now. Yeah, great. On on what tagging onto what you said and to a previous podcast where we interviewed um the guy who his movie was called The Reunion, I think. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Dave Rosenberg. Yeah. 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 Dave, Dave Rosenberg. Now I'm thinking of him, his name and book. I forgot what Tango just said <laughs> that struck the chord, of course. Uh-huh. I'm sure it would have been. Well, it, she's got her notes. Celebrity being stupid. So, uh, that's, that's what it was. The guy, his friend, the cop said that uh, he, he saw Serpico and that inspired him to want to be uh, Al Pacino. Mm-hmm. But he he went and, you know, started acting and realized he didn't want to be Al Pacino. He wanted to be Serpico. Right. That's mm-hmm. kind of what, you know, yeah. the, the cop's better than the actor kind of yeah. in that. I think that applies. That's why just tagging. Yeah. Okay. Back to Tango. Uh, yeah. So, okay. Another quote is, um, I don't blame the people for the fact that so many movies are bad. I think there's a corrupt, perverted, lazy, and sloppy attitude that's pervasive in the movie business. The whole entertainment business is kind of crumbling around us. Mm. Okay. Yeah. As a, as a person who works hard and is smart, and um, I've heard that he always knew everybody's lines, that he, you know, that everyone was right there up front, ready to go, and that they took every table read seriously. Mm. And that's what he learned growing up in the business. That's interesting because I I don't want to steal your thunder, mm-hmm. but I know when you were looking at Jane Curtin, she mm-hmm. identified him as the most intimidating figure on the set of mm-hmm. Third Rock. Because he's a serious actor. Yeah. Well, she said he was one of the coolest people he ever met. Or she ever met. Uh, yeah. That she ever met. And that intimidated her because even at 12, he was what you think the Fonz could have been. 
<laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. So at a very young age, he's obviously. He's got his, it together. His thing, <laughs> it's, um, it's hit record that I couldn't come up with before. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah, hitrecord.org. We'll mm-hmm. have to look that up. An open online community for creative collaboration. Okay. Hey, I've got three three more things to say, and All then right. I'm going to be done with my guy. Okay. Um, so Yay. he played he played baseball, gymnastics. He took piano lessons, mm-hmm. and yeah, there's that. Mm-hmm. Gymnastics. Wow, he's just doing it all, isn't he? Yeah, okay. That's... And that leads towards dancing. Yeah. I would say uh, we got a there's a quote that I think is attributed to Nelson Mandela. He said that our light is more frightening than our darkness, because if you look at the darkness within yourself, you can make excuses and shirk the responsibility of having to do anything and say, well, I'm not capable. But if you recognize the powerful light that is in yourself that we all have within ourselves, that's scary mm-hmm. because with that light comes a certain responsibility to live up to it and do something. Hmm. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Woo! That was a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Said very, very well, well done. I must say. Okay, I got one thing and I'm done. Ready? All right. Okay. <laughs> Lay it on us. I've I've had a select set of really beautiful, powerful psychedelic experiences on certain drugs, but I never got into just doing it at a party. Oh, let's get fucked up and drop acid. That's so retarded and disrespectful to your body and the drug itself mushrooms acid and ecstasy can offer you a new perspective they can also offer you nothing hmm. there you all go. right so obviously- yay you heard it here i don't know the hundredth time first. well done well done thanks thanks kids yeah. yes yep Lisa, come, back, about- come back later for dinner theater <laughs> yeah right you want me to do bug first or just- cabaret mm-hmm. let's do jane she's okay. she's more of a headliner okay Okay. Some things about Jane and, and I kind of dove back into, yes, Jane Curtin. I dove back into her, um, her SNL days and all that stuff a little bit. Young, young and old. She looks just like my mom. They both have that resting bitch face kind of thing. And she she looks exactly like my mom. I don't think she's resting bitch facing. I do too. Mm -hmm. Okay. She she just kind of has. She can smile, but, but I have a resting bitch face. But you know, I can't. Help yeah, but you have a resting yeah. neutral face. I definitely have resting bitch, resting bitch face. Yeah, my heart's in the right place. I'm a little impatient, but that's about it. Start with how she ended up on Third Rock. Bonnie Bonnie Turner called her and convinced her to do the Third Rock pilot. Now, they had already done a pilot, and there was one character that they felt wasn't working, and they needed it to be two people. So, in the original pilot, Dick was supposed to fall in love with his personal assistant, who was played by, I I don't know if it was still the, uh, you know, the, the same woman who played Nina. But, you know, there was, there was one character, and they decided to add another character, and that was Jane. Um, and Bonnie Turner talked her into doing it. After the pilot, Jane agreed to do seven more episodes after the pilot was picked up and they were going to make shows. Um, at the end of those seven episodes, Jane went into Bonnie Turner's office and begged to stay on the show because she could not stand another day without the laughter that she experienced while doing Third Rock 
from the song. Very cool. She said they were always laughing in the table reads every time. It was there was just laughter across the board. So she hit her groove. She said the hardest part of her role was not breaking out in laughter. I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. I would now, laugh all the time with, with John Lithgow delivering some of those lines. Now, uh, Philip That's gave up my, uh, my thing about, uh, uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt. And I'll do two more things. One about, um, two things about SNL, which we discovered during my dive into Jane. At being asked about, um, she was asked by, uh, about sexism on SNL. What with the Me Too movement and all. This was a recent interview. And she said the only real sexism that she felt a prob- was a problem was John Belushi. He would sabotage skits written by women because he didn't think women could be funny. The only exception was Gilda Radner because he didn't think of her as a woman. How convenient. Yeah. Sweet. And then, um, the yeah, other- I heard that about him. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I hadn't. That was my I first. So it was kind of like, oh, I remember in the Playboy interview with the SNL mm-hmm. cast, Belushi said, yeah. I love Gilda. She's a cunt with teeth. Mm-hmm. Well, there you are. Inappropriate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, now, don't meet what, your heroes. One of the things that Philip and I have, jo- have always enjoyed, and our, our favorite part of L- the older SNL is Jane, your ignorant slut. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> love that. Point, Dan Aykroyd, right? Yep. Yeah. It turns out she didn't. Oh, she really did not. <laughs> yeah. She says that to this very day, she is haunted by that statement. Now, what yeah, you may not probably, realize people is... People probably it shout was, it out to her all the time. Yeah, probably. They probably do, yeah. Yeah. And, and plus, it's her actual name. It's not like a character name. Yeah. Right. So that, I'm sure that makes makes it more poignant, if you will. But um, um, it was written by... Are you ready for this? Someone who has been a uh, uh, proponent, or I mean, uh, who has fallen under the Me Too movement, Al Franken. Yep, he wrote yeah. that line. It's a funny line. Yep, and, the, and that line was not used in practice. The first time she heard it was on the air. And that's not the first time there'll be a Grateful mm-hmm. Dead reference. Al oh, Franken yes. happens to be a huge deadhead. Well, guess who else is a deadhead? Al Franken. 1969 Deadhead opener Jane Curtin. Yes. Did you know that, Aaron? No. What did she do? 1969 Jane opened for the Grateful Dead. I don't know. Oh, it's a. It wasn't. I didn't have. um, I didn't have time to do that much research. There's a really good article. I'm thinking it it must have been comedy, maybe, but I don't don't know know if she sings. I thought she was like an improv sketch. Right, right. Person. When one well, person and that where maybe she like, was trying to be a stand-up comedy maybe, before. Maybe she comedy was a troop. Let me find yeah. that article because I think okay. that's an important mm-hmm. morsel of information. She did Kate and Allie after SNL. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and then, she did say that the three greatest things in, that she did in her career were SNL, Kate and Allie, and Third Rock. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's really uh, her Another fun fact. Stuff. Um, probably had over a hundred episodes of each. Do what? She was probably in over a hundred episodes of each of those. Probably. Yeah. Did you guys know that Kate and Allie was originally supposed to be a gay couple? No, but it doesn't surprise me. I was, yeah. yeah, And they're talking about doing a reboot. With, as a gay couple? We'll see. Oh yeah. Um, Jane got a rowing machine in 2020 and, um, 
when she's using the rowing machine, sometimes she watches Third Rock mm-hmm. <laughs> because it inspires her. That's cute good for her. Yeah, isn't it? It's good for her. I know. <laughs> How old is Jane Curtin now? Do we know? Sixty-nine, I think, or no? She's. I. I didn't put down her age because I'm a woman. You don't ask a woman her age. Hey, I'm fifty-five, and I'm proud of it because I look damn good. She's I just turned fifty in January. Yeah. Okay. Really? Happy yeah. belated fifty. Yeah, me neither. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. How about you, Aaron? I'm fifty-three. Phil's fifty-three. I always oh. forget that. Like she I always think every he's time. so much younger. Aaron. <laughs> Y'all need to respect your I forget how old I am until sometime I, I go to try to do something that I can't. And then he asks me. I, I usually I... add a year mentally. And when yeah. I get to my birthday, it's like a surprise. Oh, I thought I was already that age. So. Exactly. That The other day in the hospital, somebody asked, and I said 56 because I do the exact same thing. And I won't be 56 until October. All right. So I'll just add the Jane Curtin mm-hmm. open for the Grateful Dead. At Oh. December 31st, 1969, at the New Boston Party. What'd she do? Uh, Grateful Dead, Livingston Taylor. Uh, it, it doesn't say, uh, comedy, apparently, because it mm-hmm. says that she opened long before the uh, Blues Brothers ever did. Oh, okay. So I guess the Blues Brothers did at some mm-hmm. point as well. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. she was, had been Belushi part of was the tight with the dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's not uncommon for a comedy act to open for a band. We saw Metallica and Jim mm-hmm. Brewer open for Metallica one time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Belushi was like really tight with Bill Kreutzmann. And... Well, the Blues Brothers was a musical act. Yeah, you know that was a, that was not a, a gag act. I mean, they were a, mm-hmm. a tight band. Yeah, it was basically Booker T and the MGs. Most of those guys. Mm-hmm. And then they did their own thing after they had their own mm-hmm. band. You know, like right. outside the movie. Yeah, right. the the band that they toured, yeah. Dan Aykroyd and yeah, and John John right? Jim John Jim took over from, after John passed, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I think didn't John Goodman played John yes. Goodman got involved? He was in the second movie, right? The yeah, was two thousand. Yeah, well, that's a reach, I think. Yeah, that one. Yeah. <laughs> so, are you done with, with Jane? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. That's it. So I'll go ahead and I'll mm-hmm. quickly talk about uh, Kristen Johnson, Sally Solomon. Notice Lauren. he took her for himself. Well, I I, I think she's an interesting character. I like I like Kristen Johnson. Yes, I mean, she, <laughs> that's Philip. For I got the hots for her. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, she was born in 1967 in Washington mm-hmm. D.C. Mm-hmm. Six foot tall. Mm-hmm. That's and that's why I guess that's why she she probably got this role because we we're talking about it was supposed to be powerful. She was supposed to be the the security, the warrior, right. tough. And they played a lot off of her imposing figure mm-hmm. in this ep- just like in this episode when she grabbed yeah her imposing John physicality Paul, versus her Mahoney by the lapel. She killed Doctor Han 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 Hanlon Hanlon. Yeah, yeah. So that was definitely. Yeah, I still don't know his name. Now I'm going <laughs> off into Fletch that Pederast Hanrahan. Right. Mm-hmm. So that. That physical presence has always mm-hmm. been part of her comedy and yeah. her acting in general. So, mm-hmm. her first turn was on As the World Turns, a mm-hmm. soap opera in 1994. That's when huh. a lot of actresses get into the business, it seems yeah. like. Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot about this, but I recalled 
or I didn't recall shit. I saw it on Google uh-huh. <laughs> that she had been in the Flintstones as Wilma Flintstone. That was the like, live action. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was, she was in right. Viva Las Vegas. She yeah. Yeah. Like in the cartoon, I didn't take Wilma to be, she was a diminutive wife. Right. In the yeah, cartoon. That, that's not, the one with Stephen Baldwin. Yeah. And Jane Krakowski. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So she was uh, in two of the Austin Power movies. The Spy Who Shagged Me and... Goldmember? Yes. Mm-hmm. That's um, the most fun one to say. But I think that the one thing that I found out about her that I'd forgotten about, I don't watch, uh, I did not watch Sex in the City, but there was an iconic role she played in that mm-hmm. in the final season where she played New York socialite Lexi Featherston. Mm-hmm. And... She was a kind of a Dr. Hanlon type character in this role. And she had a cocktail party and basically went on a diatribe about how New York City has become a cultural wasteland and Mm -hmm. uh, saying things that were very pretentious Mm -hmm. and disparaging uh, right before uh, waving her arms, losing her balance and falling out the window to to her death, 18 stories below. And it became like a, it, it it became like a very iconic scene. That, yeah, uh, yeah. And and I will say this: I think I watched six episodes of Sex in the City over all of the years, and that was one of them. And what's really hilarious is one time I was going through the channels, and I stopped on the Sex in the City scene because there was nothing else on, and it was that episode. It's just weird. Do you ever have that where you have episodes that like follow you? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just weird. But it was kind of startling because it was just out of out of the blue. I mean, it was like a normal comic flavor to it and everything. And then it just and then she just fell out this window in this New York apartment. Yeah. The only the only other thing like that that I can recall is there was an episode. I don't know if it was Law and Order. Mm-hmm. I want to say Law and Order, but you could fact check me on that too. But it was one of the lawyers told somebody off. It was like a mic drop moment, you know, yeah. they told and somebody they off the and they walked into the elevator and the, and the, the car wasn't there. And yeah, so I think that was LA law. Was it LA law? Yeah. I, I remember that. It was a big yeah. deal. Yeah. And, uh, and the thing about that is I looked that up and there aren't nearly as many elevator shaft deaths in soap operas as you would think. In fact, I believe the article I read said that that was the only one. It, it didn't happen in soap operas. Because I, I always thought that was a soap trope. I haven't watched this yet, but I, apparently she's in Our Flag Means Death, which is the new Taika Watiti show. Okay. She's the widow Evelyn Higgins. Oh, okay. Uh, I know it's we Taika. did watch it's the kind of funny. Yeah, we watched it. She was in the X's with Newman. Yeah. What was his name again? Uh, uh, Wayne Knight. Wayne Knight. Knight. Yeah. yeah. Which is she played a lawyer who arranged for four of her clients, um, her four, four male clients, to share an apartment as they were recovering from their divorces. And other credits mm-hmm. are like Ugly Betty, Modern Family. She had a pretty long run on ER, it looks like. ER, yeah. Oh, yeah. okay, I didn't know that. Uh, I don't remember her on that. It Dr. must have been e. the years Payton. I wasn't watching. 2005, looks like she was in about six yeah. Okay. So that's you know, there's a couple other things I'm not going to mention because they're they're not. Oh, Larry Sanders show. Mm-hmm. She yeah. played Adolf Hankler. <laughs> I, I got to say that out of everybody on that show, I probably mm-hmm. know the most about the most I could talk about is John Lithgow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because all those 
the this actress. I don't know like anything else she's been in. It's mind blowing. I know her right. face easily, but I'm like, yeah, what have I seen that. her in? Right. Viva well, Las Viva Las Vegas. A lot of people can uh, <laughs> the Stones, baby, the Stones. Yeah. A lot of people <laughs> wonder if she's related to Kirstie Alley just because of her appearance. She seems to be the facial expressions and yeah, yeah, yeah a little bit. Really, the the, the the shape of the head, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Huh. But she's <laughs> seems like she's a foot taller and more oh, statuesque yeah. than Kirstie Alley. Easily, right? Mm-hmm. So that's all I got on her. So this is uh, so Aaron. Why don't you tell us a little bit about French Stewart? French Stewart is or was the official spokesman of Clamato, the clam tomato drink. <laughs> that fits. Bloody um, berries all around. I think that's a tango he has in her wine glass there, isn't it? Yeah, mm. some mug of Clamato. <laughs> Clamato, anyone? Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. Tomato Clamato. Yeah, well, you guys are having Bloody Marys. I'll have a, uh, a, a daiquiri or a... Another swig yeah. of your vodka. Yeah, Pina colata. Margarita. Yeah. Margarita, thank you. French Stewart earned his SAG card by playing Yogi Bear with Hanna-Barbera's Shaky Quakey Tour. And he was for, he was fired for removing his bear head in front of children. Oh, interesting. That's and, easy. Uh, okay. That's what they call that these days. Yeah, my, my last bit of quirky French Stewart <laughs> trivia. Um, on the new WKRP in Cincinnati in season two, which I didn't know there was a season two, French either. Stewart played morning DJ Razor D, a former uh-huh. monk, a former monk with no radio experience, but oh, he cool. seemed to be a natural at the job. Absolutely. All right. Dun, dun, dun. Thank you, yep. Aaron. Sure. Oh, he's he's known for his trademark squint. Yeah. yeah, and he was also very, very big on Broadway. He's a funny guy. Yeah, he definitely, is. very funny. Mm-hmm. What about uh, Bug? Okay, his voice is funny too. I think French well, Stewart. Yeah, yeah. Philip, Philip assigned me a second person. Bug. He was one of the uh, cast, uh, one of the students in John Lithgow's. Uh, he got hit. Why they call you Bug? I got hit by a Volkswagen. <laughs> exactly and uh, and he was played by Peter DeLuise Dom DeLuise's son and one of the reasons why Philip gave that particular role to me or person to me is because um, I had a crush on him that's right I watched 21 Jump Street and I passed right over Johnny Depp for Peter DeLuise because he had substance turns out Johnny Depp was good too but still um so uh, a little something about the most of what I know is he's had many roles throughout the years. He has a tendency to play an everyman. But uh, what I'm most impressed is with is his uh, involvement with the Stargate series. Hmm. He was a producer. He did direct some episodes and he acted on the show as the love interest of yeah. one of the characters. He's like on all the Stargates, it looks like. Oh, really? Okay. Stargate SG One, Stargate Atlantis, right. all kinds of Stargates. Yeah, he was involved in all of them, and and one of the things he's famous for is he actually glued to make the Stargate look more whatever you want to call it. He's the one who glued the Fruit Loops on it. Those are Fruit Loops, the little circles hmm. around the Stargate. Yeah, he hmm. glued the Fruit Loops on. He tells everybody about that. Interesting. So, he's been producer, director, actor, writer. 
all of the above. And, and I saw, I did happen to see a couple other mm-hmm. clips on YouTube and stuff. He was a recurring character on Third Rock. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He well, was on was... Through, the, through all the seasons. He okay. would come back and, and reprise the role of Bob. Yeah, all those kids are like, you know, 35 years old. Yeah, right. Most of them were uh, were recurrent. One of them I think of as Mooney in college. Yeah. Got to wonder if they What, the tall guy? The guy with the red hair coming out from under the beanie. Oh, okay. That's I'm thinking of the tall guy with the black hair who always talks about how stupid he is. Yeah. But no, I didn't oh, no. know him in you know, high school. I only know the sober Mooney. Right. I only know he Dave. Had, he, he had the big, you know, the big orange hair, though. Right, right, right. Yeah. Right. Not anymore, but yeah, <laughs> I'm aware of it. That was very good, at least. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, okay, thank you. Yeah. So what? So I think we're all probably. Uh, Tango said that mm-hmm. she's most familiar with John, John Lithgow, Lithgow, and I think it's probably true. All of us, you know, we're more familiar with right. this. And so yeah, Tango, Jane Curtin, or John Lithgow for me, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. Not to put you on the spot, but do you want to? Uh, add a little bit about John Lithgow, and then I'll add what I have notes on him about, and then then we'll close it out here. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I don't know where to start. Like he's played a lot of villainous type roles. I, yeah, I like him in, I like him in the life. world according to Garf. I want to say that's the first place I remember. Wait, plays the uh, the the transgender person yeah. woman? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, in fact, it was on the way home from uh, from that when, uh, uh, what is it? The car ran into, you know, the, the wife bit off her friend's penis. Bit off Garth, oh, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, Marlena yeah. Bobbitt. Yeah, yeah she, no, Garp. no. Uh, Garp's, uh, oh, Robin Williams' wife movie. in the movie was giving her boyfriend a blowjob. Gotcha. That's right. And her, he came home and what he would do is they had this really long driveway. So he would coast down the driveway and he didn't Playing the game with the kids where they'd turn off the lights and coast and see how fast they'd go. Right. He he rammed into the car while she was, uh, John John Lithgow says later, I had mine removed, you know, in a hospital with, you know, surgeons under general anesthetic, but to have it bitten (laughs) off in a Buick. Oh, <laughs> right. One, one, just to say, before you get started, you can have another moment to think about what you want to say, Tango. But uh, my favorite line in movies has to be uh, when the airplane crashes into the house and Robin Williams says, well, take it. <laughs> <laughs> What's the odds of it happening twice? Right. Exactly. It's like we don't have to worry about a plane crashing into our house anymore. Well, Tango, when I was doing the notes, you, I, I mentioned to you that I thought he had played in Dr. Giggles, but I was incorrect. Mm-hmm. And you corrected me on that. What, what yeah. was the movie that? Yeah. Um, what was the movie? Uh, it was Dr. Giggles. I do want to say he's a really good bad guy, but I love him as a funny man. As Ditto. Ditto. Sam it's just, is- and you can tell he's enjoying himself. And I think that's a big part of it. Sometimes... Because yeah, it's it was, a fun role. You're laughing. Right. It's happy. You know, who uh-huh. wants to play a villain? Like, you have to be there, that dark. You know, they have to be who they're playing, and that weighs on you. So, well, yeah, you want to do comedy? Okay. Of course. There's the movie yeah, Hide and Seek. We had never seen it. It stars De Niro. Mm-hmm. All right, so the movie I was trying to think of was Raising Cain. Okay. Uh, oh, that's I've where I that. first... 
That's where I first saw John Lithgow, and I thought he was okay. absolutely insane. And I, mm-hmm. I can't, I, I regretfully cannot agree with you guys that his comedic performances are my favorite because he, to me, he's like the greatest. He's one of the greatest villains. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's good. I, did, I mean, yeah, and, yeah, and I'm absolutely. Talking about Raising Cain. I'm talking about mm-hmm. Dexter. I mean, he played oh, yeah, Arthur Mitchell good. and Dexter. And that was, was yeah, but he had so you could tell he was having so much fun with that role too. Right, right. Yeah, he was enjoying yes. the hell out of himself. There's something about mm-hmm. the dichotomy and his, is a, you know, the way he presents himself or the way mm-hmm. he, you know, his intelligence and everything like that mm-hmm. with these evil characters he plays. That's mm-hmm. kind of hypnotic. You know? I yeah. think that he's really, really good in those roles. Mm-hmm. Ooh, look at all the weight he gained and like changed his persona and stuff for uh, the Atomic Blonde. No, no, not Atomic Blonde. The news, the anchor woman. Oh yes, Roger Ailes. Bombshell. Yeah, it was Roger Ailes. Bombshell. Yeah. Oh, that was that. I thought that was pretty good. That was he was yeah. very good in that. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's just something about him that, that when he's in those roles, those are those are the ones that I've really enjoyed. Fun, enjoyed. Most. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably the reason I didn't. I didn't really like, uh, I didn't really gravitate to Third Rock and the Sun from be- to begin with because I thought this is just so off the wall. But I really, mm-hmm. in the end, I really enjoyed yeah. watching this episode. Right. But I'll rewatch it for you, with you. It's pretty, it's pretty re- representative of any episode. You'll get about the same amount of Lithgow laughs, I'd say. Just, yeah, I, I tend to watch a few more. And most episodes will have, a, they'll have the two story arc. Yeah. yeah. In the like later that. seasons, you get less Joseph Gordon Levitt. He's like, I don't know if he's doing other projects or if he's at school. The time when he cuts his hair, <laughs> he left the yeah. show two years before it ended to attend school full time. There you go. Yeah. But, so he was still around. He would come back for and film, but not. You but know. just rapid fire. Let me go through these mm-hmm. facts that I learned about mm-hmm. Lithgow. He turned down the part of Fraser Crane. He would he would have been Fraser Crane. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he mm-hmm. rejected the role, so I mean, there you have your John Mahoney link right there. So, that oh, was... he was gonna—he was gonna Lithgow was gonna play the spinoff Fraser, mm-hmm. or he was gonna play the, the original Fraser. Oh, I don't know, huh? You got me. You know, I would yeah, assume the original know. because it, it snowballed mm-hmm. into the series Fraser okay. because Kelsey Grammer was so good on Cheers that he forced the issue. I think I don't yeah. think that they would have let him do that and then give the role to somebody else for the actual series. So let's move on. Uh, he's a Harvard graduate. Uh, he did voiceover work as Yoda for radio versions of The Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. He got an Oscar nomination for that role you alluded to on the world on the world according to Garp. Yeah, that's or, right. I think he did. Yeah, he That's never supporting. Won Oscar. Right, but he he did get nominated for a transsexual former football star. Okay. He also got nominated for Terms of Endearment. He was Lord Farquhard on Shrek. Yeah, yeah. He did Harry and the Hendersons, of course. That's another famous role he well, did. That's right. No. Orange County, which I really enjoyed. Yeah, I was, think he was great in that. Yeah, I love that movie. It's like, like was it Leslie Mann was his wife? Uh, you know, I, I don't have that. Maybe I, not. I remember, but I, it, um, but Tom Hanks' son was in it. Yeah, and Colin then, Hanks and Jack yeah. Black, who also played oh, a villain yeah. Dexter at one time. He was a villain in Cliffhanger too. Also, yeah. yeah. John Lithgow turned down Fraser because he didn't. He wanted to do movies. He felt that TV at the time was beneath his dignity. 
Okay. At the time, it probably was. And he did not know he was offered the role until the mid-90s, he said. He also Hmm. said that, so who knows? Um, I enjoyed his performance as Winston Churchill in The Crown. Yeah. The way he advised uh, Queen Elizabeth II. He was the guy in The Day After, too. Yeah. I don't, I don't recall that role. What did he play in that? He was nominated for an Emmy in it. Um, Joe Huxley was the character's name. Okay. What What's What was that movie about? Um, the day after a nuclear explosion. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that was like a huge... It was a big deal in 1984. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember that movie. Yeah, he was, he was, he, he was nominated for uh, Emmy in that. Yeah. Um... Hmm. He won three of those eight yeah. Emmys that Third Rock from the Sun won over their, the course of their run. Three of those belong to him. Mm-hmm. I should have alluded this from the top, but he's from Rochester, New York. He's currently 76 years old, mm-hmm. but he spent a great deal of his youth in Yellow Springs, Ohio, mm-hmm. which is why when Lisa and I attended a PBS. Clifton Gorge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you hiked there? I've camped there. Yeah. Okay. Lisa and I attended at the Paidoff Center, otherwise known as the Lindy. Aronoff Center. The Aronoff Center. We mm-hmm. attended a airing of NPR's Wait, Wait. Was it Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, or was it? Yeah, it was Wait, Wait. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where John Lithgow was the, the featured guest, and he phoned in, and he talked about his time in Yellow Springs mm-hmm. and how he felt, you know, he had a real fond memory of living in Ohio and mm-hmm. um, his, you know, talked about his father who was in theater and it, both his father and his mother were in theater and it was a nice, it was a nice time. Yellow Springs and Clifton Gorge are cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. John, John is your people. Right. Yeah. But mm-hmm. he is also a man of the crown because he, he was also uh, he's he one of the on the crown, American, right? He was on the crown, right? But he was also one of the oh, yeah, few Americans to play in the Shakespeare or the Royal Shakespeare Company, which is like mm-hmm. a prominent English troupe. Oh, okay. One of the few Americans that's allowed mm-hmm. into that fraternity. Mm-hmm. Nice. And here's my favorite fact, fun fact. He played George Washington on Drunk History, which is absolutely <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Drunk History is good. Good episodes of Drunk History are awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's all, man. That's a lot. He, said, he he was nominated for best for a sci-fi award in, um, in the Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai across the Eighth Dimension, which is a really <laughs> weird movie. Yeah. Yep. Just the title is weird. Mm. Yeah. Well, this original episode was 22 minutes, and this mm. podcast has been an hour and 50 minutes. Okay. Nice. <laughs> So I think we've done it. We've given it we've enough done attention. It proud. Yep. We've we rung it pretty dry. Oh, one quick thing at the uh, at the end here: the theme song. Um, the third rock theme song is by Ben Bond. Ben Bond. Mm-hmm. He also wrote that '70s show theme. Um, well, it is 35 seconds long. Huh? He arranged that '70s show theme. Oh, okay. That's a, that's a song by Big Star, written by okay. Alex Chilton in the street. Okay. And there, there is another song called uh, Third Rock. It's spelled T-H-I-R-D instead of 3-R-D. And uh, it's, uh, it's kind of a country thing. And uh, so that, you know, if you look it up, you might find that instead. It's a Jimi Hendrix instrumental, Third Stone from the Sun. 
Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, there you are. All right. It's been, been, really, it's yep. been, it's been fun, guys. I mean, uh, let's do this again. Yeah. 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 Thanks for the invite. I'm much appreciated. Yeah. I'll enjoy having We have social. Twitter. Yeah, uh-huh, pod. Instagram. Yeah, uh-huh, pod. Facebook. Yeah, uh-huh, pod. Website. www.yeah-uh-huh.com. So let us know. Hit us back. Have a great week. Hey.